following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, Winston's Thanks. gonna take another chance. Wide open is his man. It's Harris. And he is in. Touchdown. Here is Winston. Just gonna take his shot. Throwing towards the end zone. And it is caught. My goodness. Touchdown. DraftKings Studio is live and on the air on the Virginia side of the Potomac. Welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast. Glad that you are with us. Coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how you can win some free money from DraftKings. Also, we are going to talk Caps hockey in a little while, too, because the way it went at FedEx yesterday, we're really, really looking forward to the opening of hockey season which comes up Wednesday. Wow, that was um that was uh, that 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 wasn't good yesterday. Uh, curiously and we've got a bunch of interesting sound for you. We'll be hearing from Ron Rivera today at his uh, usual Monday press conference. He was not in a very happy mood. And I think we can pretty much all understand why after watching uh, that performance yesterday. Interesting. Um, Rebecca De Mornay was actually watching the game yesterday. So, how we doing? How we doing? How we doing, we ask, huh? That's a very good question. How are we doing? Does anybody know how we're doing? B. Campbell, how are we doing? Not great, Bob. No, definitely not great at all. All right, that was... I I should not have edited Rebecca like that. Here, Here is exactly... What happened when Rebecca De Mornay asked Ron Rivera uh, how they were doing? So, how we doing? Looks like University of Illinois. I think you would be extraordinarily happy if it was looking like University of Illinois right now. Actually, we do have some exclusive sound from the locker room. A lot, obviously, in the last couple of days has been made about the Washington defense. I mean, this was supposed to be the strength of the team this year, right? Well, Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera actually got together uh, early this morning to talk about what the plan is going forward fixing this defense that is giving up almost, uh, if not, you know, almost, if not over 30 points a game. Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio actually had a secret meeting this morning to talk about how to fix this. And we were able to place a hidden microphone in the coach's office where the two of them met one-on-one. Nobody else was in there. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. We're breaking news here. 
the uh, what you are going to hear in this clip that I'm about to play is so Rivera has asked Del Rio exactly what it is they are going to do to fix this problem. So the first voice you hear will be Jack Del Rio answering Ron that question. What are we going to do to fix this? And then you'll hear Rivera answer him. So here we go. Jack Del Rio, what are you going to do to fix this? Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. <laughs> I think you may have something here. There you go. By the way, thank you to our uh, investi- chief investigative por- reporter, Wally Ballou, for that uh, exclusive interview there. All right. On a serious note, how bad was it yesterday? And how did we get to this point? It, it is amazing. I am going to be really, really interested to watch the All-22 tape, if and when the NFL decides to put it out, hopefully sometime before kickoff on Sunday against the Chiefs. Washington's offense has been good enough that if the defense had lived up to the preseason hype, Marron, this team might be 5-0 and right now. That's a little much, but if it had lived up to the preseason hype, I think you would be looking at a team that's 4-1 and right now, tied with the Cowboys in first place. But, of course, it's not because this defense was hugely overrated and overhyped coming into the season. So how bad is it? No doubt by now you've heard a lot of people pontificate about it. Well, here's my take. The offense obviously has its issues. And as bad as Taylor Heineke played, and he played bad, it was his worst performance of the season, it would have been very easy to overcome all the mistakes that he and the offense made. Consider this. Were it not for the 73-yard touchdown pass, where Landon Collins just looked more lost than Little Red Riding Hood in the woods, and the Hail Mary at the end of the first half, which is completely, totally, 100% inexcusable. That's just, that can't happen. That cannot happen. If they hadn't made those two egregious mistakes on defense, that cost them 14 points. So you run those 14 points back, instead of 33 now the Saints are sitting at 19. You've got this, you've got a 22-19 ball game in the closing minutes, right? You would, and had the Redskins, had Washington one on and one by that score, you could have, they would have overcome and could have very easily overcome the first two drives of the game in which Washington started on a short field and couldn't get into the end zone and had to settle for two field goals. They could have overcome that. They could have overcome Taylor Heineke throwing an interception on his own 26-yard line that led to a New Orleans touchdown. Not a field goal, a touchdown. They could have overcome Taylor Heineke throwing an interception in the end zone had Landon Collins not gotten beaten yet again on a 72-yard touchdown bomb and had they been able to defend a Hail Mary in the end zone at the end of the first half. That's how bad the 
the defense was and how utterly lost this team is right now. The fact that they could have overcome those three mistakes that the offense made simply by, you know, simply by just doing their jobs. And it's obvious that Landon Collins shouldn't be out there playing um, playing free safety that way. Landon Collins is a box safety. He needs to be playing in the box. That's just the way it is. Uh, and William Jackson III, who also did not have a great game, and Benjamin St. Just are not zone cornerbacks. They are press corners. They play man-to-man. They play it well. Why they are not being allowed to do that is beyond me. I, I understand that that's the scheme that Jack Del Rio likes to run. Okay, got it. Why did you draft Benjamin St. Just? Why did you sign William Jackson III if they don't fit your scheme? At some point, you've got to acknowledge reality that this isn't working. And since these are the guys that you picked, you picked some square pegs. They're not going to fit into round holes. So either scheme it up differently or go get some new players. And, you know, getting new players at this point, not realistic. So change the scheme. These are not untalented players. You're just asking them to do things that they're not capable of doing. And it's not that it's not talent. I could have handled, had Landon Collins been running stride for stride um, with the receiver and just gotten out-muscled for the ball. Fine. If he had been, if he had picked up um, the receiver like he was supposed to, and the receiver simply got by him by a step, I could live with that. That just means that the talent is better that New Orleans had on offense. But it wasn't the case. I mean, once again this week, the Washington opposition had enough time on a long pass play. For the receiver to run under it, stop, have a pastrami sandwich, a Dr. Brown's cream soda, catch the ball, turn around, run into the end zone for a touchdown. That can't happen. You know, you have to acknowledge that there is a problem here with the scheme, and you've got to do something to correct it. You can't just you can't just keep working harder in practice. That's not working. And I think Ron Rivera knows that, but He's a he's a stubborn guy. He sticks to his convictions, and he doesn't want to change the way Jack Del Rio is doing things. And I think you know that's to the detriment of the team. But you'll hear you'll hear it in Ron's voice. Number one, this first cut I'm going to play for him for his interview. Remember, we've talked about about Rivera's tells, how when he is very passionate or into a particular subject, he'll go a minute, minute and a half, two minutes on an answer. If he's not, he kind of gives you coach speak for 30 seconds. So here's Ron when uh, we ask him, and I believe this is Nikki Javala's question. So Nikki asks him the question everybody in the world wants to know are some changes coming either personnel-wise or play-calling-wise on the defense? That stuff, that makes no sense to me right now because if, if you really go back and look at it, and this is probably the first time 
that I could really say that you look at a game and say, this was a matter of four or five plays, okay, on both sides of the ball. If we do certain things and eliminate a couple of these here and a couple of these, we have a chance. I know you can't, okay, but to sit here and talk about stuff like that after, really, if you look at a defense, it would probably amount to really just two plays, okay? And, and to me, that's, that's the way I'm looking at it. I thought we took some strides. I thought we did some positive things. We did a couple of things that, you know, we needed to. And unfortunately, when it came time to, 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 to do a couple of other things, we didn't do them. We didn't execute it properly. Um, could we have been something different? Yeah, maybe. But to, to, to want to sit here and make wholesale, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me right now. It really doesn't. You know, and, and whether it's breaking time or not, that's a decision I'll make at the time I think is right for us. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to those types of things, what I'm looking at is, did we improve? Did we get better? You know, I, I, again, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought I did say that we were a little immature. We had some things we had to grow and get better at. Uh, and I'll consider, continue to say that this is a young football team. It doesn't excuse us for making the mistakes we did, uh, but we do have to be, be better. We have to be more consistent. We have to play better. Uh, we got to make sure we're putting the players in position to have success, guys. And, and that's the way I look at it. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, and coaches all the time talk about that. That is standard coach speak. I've been hearing that for 30 years, talking to coaches. Oh, if it were young, four or five plays, four or five plays. If this hadn't happened, if that hadn't happened, it'd have been a totally different ballgame. I just went over. It wasn't four or five plays, it was two plays. Two plays. That, and again, we're not talking about a guy who didn't run fast enough to keep up with his guy because Landon Collins had no idea who his guy was. He was just lost in that play. He didn't know who to cover. And for whatever reason, it didn't occur to anyone, coaches or players, that maybe Sean Payton would just take a shot at the end zone just for the hell of it since you're going in tied anyways at the half instead of kicking a field goal, which is just poor coaching. It was those two plays. You know, I, I again, I are we've already gone through it. You could have overcome an interception in the end zone. You could have overcome not finishing two drives with touchdowns and getting field goals instead. All of the mistakes they made on offense, all of the missed throws that Taylor Heineke had, and there were a lot of them. All of that stuff you could have overcome if you just if you just did your job if people just did their job on those two plays it's it's just ludicrous yet despite all that Rivera says he is not changing anything Ben Standing of the Athletic great writer tried to follow up on Nikki's question about that you know just asking Rivera will he become even just a little more involved in the play calling maybe on the defensive side maybe just you know interjecting his, I don't know, thoughts into it. And here's what he says. Guys, 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 guys. Okay. I'm not going that way. Okay. Just understand that. Um, I like what we did. I thought what we did la uh, last week gave us an opportunity. Okay. So at the end of the day, what we're going to do is we're going to continue to work guys. The only way you're going to get better is to work and practice, practice hard, practice as best as you can. And then you go out and you play. I got. I, I still. I wonder. That sounds like someone who protests a little too much. You could hear how defensive he was on that. On that answer, there. Uh, I. 
you just get the feeling there are going to be some there could be some big changes this week. There really should be. I mean, everybody in the world kind of uh, knows that there should be. So it'll be interesting to see uh, when the team gets back to practice on Wednesday, you know, who's who's running the first team. Uh, and, and but, you know, to their credit, everybody that was asking questions today, you know, kept at it. And it was it was not a conversation that Rivera wanted to have. Well, you guys really want to go there, don't you? You know, the, the truth of the matter, guys, is I oversee it. I look at it. I talk to the coaches. I talk to the players. Okay. We talk about what we're doing. We go through all that. Whether you're doing well or you're not doing well, it, it, it is a matter of getting involved. When certain things have to happen in the appropriate moment, when I feel that it needs to be done, I'll do it. It's that simple. Okay. We're, 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 we're trying to build and create. And if you're constantly mixing and changing and moving and doing things, you never really find out. Okay, if, if we had done anything drastically crazy last year, um, we did it after I felt that it was time to do it. That, and that's what we're going to do here. I, I don't I don't see the issues uh, the way you guys do. Okay, I have the opportunity to watch the tape, to break the tape down, to look at what we're doing and look at how we're doing it. Okay, and as we go through these things. We're trying to make sure that we're doing things the right way. If we're not, we're trying to correct them and working to correct them. All right. We only, you know, the tough part is you only have 53 guys and you try to use them to the best of their abilities to put them in position to have success. And that's what we're doing. And to be very honest, as I said, um, we had two plays that if you could take back, it's a difference. If it's a different conversation, but you can't, which I get, but I'm not going to damn the rest of it. Okay, we played, what, 56 plays on defense? Okay, the other 54 I'm not going to damn just because two of them weren't where they're supposed to be. Okay, I mean, really, seriously, think about it. Think about what those two plays mean. And, again, you can't change them. That's not the reason. That's not the sole reason. Okay, there was, there was, there was, if you really think about it, there was almost 200 plays in that game, offense, defense, and special teams. A lot of things happened in that period of time. Right. I, I'm not trying to come off disrespectful at all here either, but aren't the two plays indicative of season-long problems because you guys keep giving up big plays? Yeah, it, it, it's true for anybody. Every game, as I said earlier, comes down to a matter of X amount of plays per game. Okay? And as those things happen, those are the things you have to learn to eliminate, and you, you have the chance you have to make plays. Okay? And unfortunately, we haven't been that consistent doing that. That's why we're two and three. I get that part of it. But again, if, okay, so we're going to start changing people. Well, who, who else am I going to go to? These are the guys that we got to train and teach and, and go with, okay? You just can't pull guys and bring guys in without consequences. And doing certain things affect certain other parts of the team and of, 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 of what you're trying to do. So you either stick with what you got, continue to teach, train, and coach, okay? And keep, go, keep at it and eventually you will see the improvement. Okay. And, and that's where I am with this. And a uh, shout out there to Matthew Paris for that line of, of, uh, of questioning. Matthew writes, uh, writes the Washington football team for the Washington times. And he is a, he is a terrific, terrific writer. Not a lot of happy talk in, uh, in Ashburn these days, by the way, remember again, those whole, that whole thing about Rivera's tells, when he answers a question, that last answer uh, from Paris 
it uh, you know to Paris's question and then subsequent follow up. That was a three minute exchange. I have yet to see Rivera go three minutes on a question like that. All right, let's take a break. We got some Caps news to talk about. Uh, We will do that when we get back. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. New customers have to bet just $1 on any NFL game, and you can win $100 in free bets if Either team scores a point in the last 0-0 tie in the NFL, 1943. So this one, pretty much a no-brainer. I like the odds. All you have to do is log on to DraftKings.com and download the app. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, though, DraftKings isn't going to leave you empty-handed. Everybody can play for huge cash prizes all season long with the DraftKings Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game. Win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Just a safety. That's all you need. That's promo code THPN this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, from the dysfunction at Ashburn to a bit of a functioning organization, the Washington Capitals. Caps getting ready to start the 2021-2022 season. Wednesday night, face-off just after 7 o'clock. New York Rangers in town. They have pretty much signed every goon out of the Federal League to try and deal with Tom Wilson, who I suspect will drop every one of them like a bad habit. There is some news that is being made. Uh, Alex Ovechkin, you might have seen slight injury there in the last preseason game. And right now, the Caps are saying that Ovi is day-to-day. So we, it's, it's, I don't know that he's going to be ready to go on Wednesday. In fact, uh, our good friend J.J. Reagan of NBC Sports Washington, who, by the way, we're going to have on the show on Wednesday, uh, reported today that both Connor McMichael and Hendricks LaPierre were skating on the Caps power play units. Uh, and the lines at practice had LaPierre, I believe, centering the third line. And if I'm not mistaken, had McMichael in Ovechkin's slot on the first line. That's how well they think they have played so far this year. Now, McMichael will not be starting the year with the big club. He was optioned back to Hershey late Monday afternoon, but it appears that Hendricks LaPierre, the 19-year-old center that they drafted last year, in 2020 rather, uh, it looks like he's going he's gonna to start the year. He's going to be on the opening day roster because, of course, uh, of Nicholas Backstrom. And Nicholas Backstrom today was uh, put on, uh, was designated with an injury, so he is gone for at least a few weeks. He will not count against, he will count against the uh, salary cap, but he won't count against the 23-man roster. I believe I have that right. Peter Laviolette, Peter Laviolette rather, 
talking with reporters after practice. So here's what he said about when possibly Nicholas Backstrom might be back. Um, again, there's a process that you go through. You start to see guys on the ice. And so, um, you know, he was week to week. We're, we're pushing towards the end of, you know, what we said. And I think uh, they're still evaluating him to see where he's at. So there you go. Still evaluating him to see where he's at. It's sounding more and more like Backstrom will be out at least for um, two to three weeks. You plan on him missing eight to ten games before uh, we see him back on the ice. Curiously, Lavi said he hasn't decided on a goaltender yet for Wednesday night. Now, Obviously, this is a good problem for the Caps, and they have two pretty damn good goaltenders right now. But Lavi says as of uh, Monday, he still hasn't decided, at least publicly, who's going to be in the net on opening night. Um, we're still we're still looking at that as well. I haven't I haven't internally named a goaltender, so I'm probably not going to name it here first without talking to the the goalies and going through that process. But um, you know, it's again. They're, I think they're both they're both competing. They both want the opportunity. Somebody's going to start and get an opportunity, and we'll go from there. Yeah, again, a very good problem to have. Uh, that's one you don't mind because of the fact that both Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov played very well last year. Uh, and again, if Samsonov can just get his head on right and you know, maybe not do what Evgeny Kuznetsov tells him to do. Uh, he'll have a shot at, at remaining the number one goal goalie uh, for the entire season. Again, like we said, it looks like Hendricks Lapierre at 19 is going to make his NHL debut, centering uh, possibly the third line on Wednesday night. And as Tarek El-Bashir noted when talking to LaVioletti, it, it appeared as if uh, LaPierre was also taking time on the power play, which is a big deal. And LaViolette was not shy about his praise for the youngster. He's either. done a good job on the power play. Um, in general, in the games, too, he's um, he's poised. He's, he's skilled and he's poised. And I think sometimes young players come into those situations and they maybe are overwhelmed by it or they, they, they lose who they are as a player. And... Um, even out there today, you just you just notice him moving the puck on the half wall and the little plays that he makes and the the things that he sees on the ice. <clears throat> we see it as well. His his line mates see it. Guys that play with him, like T.J. Oshie, they like playing with him because he can see what's going on and he can he has the ability to make those plays. And then it's got to knowing that a player is like that, it has to translate in games and in practices, and it has for him. Um, he's done a. He's done a decent job through training camp, producing offense and making a line successful. So there you go. Uh, I think that the Caps press is very, very interested to see what Hendricks LaPierre does opening night because it sounds like he is making that roster. All right, we got to get out of here. Make the clock on the wall say it is time to go. Thank you, as always, for listening. Hey, don't forget, uh, go to Instagram and Twitter and give us a follow. Uh, it's at BobMatthews965 on Twitter. And on the gram, it is the Bob Matthews Show. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you own your life tonight, as always, you're white. I've been around for a long, long time.